My name is Ian Urbina. I've reported on some pretty mind-blowing stories, but nothing like what happens at sea. If they got within 800 metres, that is when we would fire warning shots. Murder, slavery, human trafficking, and staggering environmental crimes. Men have told me that they've been beaten with stingray tails, with chains. If you really want to understand crime, start where the law of the land ends. The Outlaw Ocean. Available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. There are just two northern white rhinos left alive on this planet. Both are female, both are old and frail. It reminds us every morning that if nothing is done, then we are facing extinction. And it is for that reason that we do whatever it takes, whatever humanly possible, to make sure that these animals do not disappear from the face of the earth. That's Samuel Matisia with the Opajeta Conservancy in Kenya, where these two rhinos live. A new breakthrough is offering some hope. Scientists have achieved the first IVF rhino pregnancy. Thomas Hildebrandt is the project lead. He is the founder of the group BioRescue. Thomas, hello. Hello, Matt. Yeah. We'll get to the specifics of this and, and the outcome in just a moment. But as I mentioned, there are only two of these majestic animals left. Uh, how big of a breakthrough is this? Yeah, actually, uh, two older rhinos uh, without a male, that is actually normally the end. And uh, we could demonstrate uh, in a very long project and the, the process was, uh, involved a lot of scientists that this is not the end. So we, we are at the turning point. And we hope in two, two and one half years, we will have a calf on the ground. So walk us through the steps that went into achieving this first IVF pregnancy in a rhino. How do you go about doing this and begin at the very beginning with the embryo? Yeah, yeah. So we, we started working with the Northern White Rhino in 2000. Uh, shortly after Fatu was born, she is a so-called millennium baby. And uh, we actually tried uh, with the population and Czech Republic um, artificial insemination and natural breeding. We also went to San Diego and worked with the remaining three individuals there. Nothing worked. And then in 2009, uh, four individuals from the Czech Republic were moved to our Pejeta. And uh, so they were out of our, our hands. And we were quite depressed about that. And in 2013, uh, we examined them again in Kenya, and it turned out that due to an uterine infection, even Fatu got infertile, and already one male was dead. Sunni, he died. Um, so, and then in 2018, Sudan died. So the, we had a total, a total new thinking what we could do to save the northern white rhino. Uh, we could apply techniques which are well established in human medicine or in the livestock industry, but the application of these techniques is extremely challenging in 2.4-ton individuals. And uh, therefore, we had to work from the scratch. We developed new tools. We do the oocyte collection, for example, through the rectum. That is never done in any mammal, and uh, it works quite well. And then we had to develop, for the test tube uh, procedure, completely new protocols, the embryo culture, was also challenging, <laughs> and then uh, we we cryopreserved the semen and the sperm, uh, the, the embryos. Sorry. We cryopreserved the embryos because we had no technique how to transfer the embryos. And over the years, we developed this tool, 
And uh, last week, we could report that the, the first pregnancy achieved after embryo transfer is a test tube baby was arrived. You, you, essentially, so you, you essentially had to invent an entirely new technique to figure out how to do IVF in this enormous animal. Yes, and, and uh, not me personally, that was an entire team working mm. around me. But uh, yeah, we, we, we really uh, established new patents uh, for this approach because these tools were never on the market. They, are, uh, they required a completely new thinking, but they can be applied to other mega vertebrates like Sumatran rhinos, Javan rhinos, or even elephants. You, you used a surrogate, right? You, di- you didn't actually implant the embryo into a northern white rhino. You used a southern white rhino. Why did you do that? Yes, uh, that is a very uh, interesting move because the two remaining northern white rhinos are unfortunately uh, completely infertile. Their uterus would not uh, carry a pregnancy to term. And so we used uh, a biological accident which happened uh, in the 90s when a northern white rhino female was impregnated by a southern white rhino bull in northly England. And this uh, pregnancy went to term and the baby was born successfully. So that shows us that southern white rhino and northern white rhinos are relatively close, related to each other, and that such embryo transfer between these subspecies has a very high chance of success. When you learned, after so many attempts and so many years of thinking about this, that this was this was successful, that this rhino was pregnant. What was your reaction? Yeah, we, we had for a long time, we always had a bottle of champagne, <laughs> which we carried, carried several times with us. And then we had to learn, uh, it was, again, not successful. Implantation failed. There was an embryo before, but it failed to implant. So this uh, bottle of champagne aged very nicely in our refrigerator. And this time, we had the, the clear proof that this pregnancy was achieved uh, by our embryo transfer. So it is a European baby and an African southern white rhino. However, our surrogate died due to a very severe clostridium infection. Uh, she died in one hour from this intoxication. So the body stay, stays, was still stays in the refrigerator. So uh, it was a... It's, bittersweet moment because we achieved what we wanted, but we lost our surrogate due to this bacterial infection. So do you feel, I mean, despite, it certainly didn't go as, as you'd hoped, as you mentioned, you, you have initial success and then the surrogate dies, but you still look at this as a success in some ways? Yes, because we know very nicely the phases of a pregnancy of an rhinoceros. So the total uh, pregnancy length is 16 months, and there are critical phases, especially in the beginning. But uh, the baby was already 70 days old. So we call it a fetus because all organ systems were developed, and the implantation was very successful, and the placenta was fully working. So the baby didn't die because uh, it was not uh, of a healthy status. It died because the bacteria which hatched they were bacteria which lived in the ground for hundreds of years because in the past uh, oil pegeta was farmland for the native people and uh, was transformed 25 years ago into a conservancy. And uh, El Nino, the heavy rain, flushed the soil away and released these dormant bacteria. So that was a big accident. Nobody expected that. Mm-hmm. But we changed everything. We built new enclosures. We replaced our surrogate. We replaced our teaser bulls. So I think in May, beginning of June, we will do the first embryo transfer with the northern white rhino car, uh, embryo.
What is this going to mean for for the northern white rhino? Because as I mentioned, the two that are left are both female and they're both infertile. Yeah, that's a very good question. Because we are even if we have the first calf on the ground, then we have a very important element saved. That's the social heritage. So we can uh, train our calf, the northern white rhino language, the behavior of the last two northern white rhinos to the, transfer that to the calf. But we have not achieved the biodiversity which is necessary to release a healthy population to the wild. So we're working on two other branches in this project, which will guarantee the genetic diversity and will guarantee a healthy genetic population. We're working with stem cells because there are 13 different individuals frozen in liquid nitrogen, which can be used for the stem cell production. And then from these stem cells, we can do test tube gametes. It's called in vitro gametogenesis. Mm. That means you grow from, from a skin cell, you grow an egg and a sperm. And what we also do, we go to the museums of the world and look for spacemen skulls from the northern Madrino, analyze their genetic background, and if we find something which is not in our biomaterial, then we will use this genetic information and put that in our cell culture to enrich the population. So you can essentially rebuild the 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 the, the yeah. white rhino from spe- specimens that you're able to take from various locations. Yes, actually, we will. Yeah, we will bring back what was lost. Because another rhino didn't fail in evolution, it is only not bulletproof, and the stupid people killed it for the rhino horn. And uh, in the past, hunters like Churchill, he killed northern white uh, rhino for fun. So these samples are in the museum. We will find them and uh, look what, what we have in our uh, current population. We start with a calf from the natural gametes, but then we switch to artificial gametes, mm. and then we even do use gene editing to enrich the population even further. Just before I let you go, do you, do you actually believe that you'll be able to bring this species back from the brink of extinction? I mean, technically, it's, it's extinct right now, right? Do you think you'll be, you'll think you'll be able to do this? Yes, I am absolutely convinced that my team and I uh, will be successful in the next five years. There will be several northern white rhino calves on the ground, and in 10 to 15 years, we have a population which can be partially released back to the wild. Uh, because uh, science is so powerful, and I think the joint spirit to, on this mission is so uh, great that I, I'm, we have to be successful. So that is, uh, it's not a dream. It's not a vision. It is actually a reality based on the data we have. This is fascinating. We will leave it there and we will look for further results and perhaps talk to you again in future. Thomas, thank you very much. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thomas Hildebrand is the project lead behind this research to bring the northern white rhino back from the brink of extinction. He is the founder of the group BioRescue. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.